Medicare for all Your bros can suck my balls Fuck your reply guys Please don't fuck your reply guys Just listen to reply guys Hello and welcome back to Reply Guys The leftist feminist comedy podcast for the rest of us I am Kate Willett And I'm Julia Clare and uh yeah how how are you doing julia uh i'm all right uh did you i oh I, it was just thanksgiving did you have a nice thanksgiving kate i did have a nice thanksgiving i um <laughs> so i uh just made dinner for a few friends and it was great and i love making dinner i'm like really into cooking um but there was this uh did you see that one tweet that was going around left twitter that was like super viral basically i think I don't remember, but the woman was like, I was at a gathering and all these far left men with long hair didn't go in the kitchen or something. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. I don't know if that's an exact quote, but it was something very similar. And people were like, it's like all of them had like far left, far left politics and none of them stepped foot in the kitchen once. And they had long hair. That was the part that I was like, wait, are you saying that because they're gay they should cook i don't know that was weird but uh it was the response to it was like super weird because people were like dragging her and i didn't really like first of all you know i think it's like arguable that if you would depends on whose house right like if you invite people over for dinner it's like reasonable you know to uh assume that you're cooking if that's what you offer to do i think Mm -hmm. you know but people were like dragging her. Not just, I mean, the the like the stuff about gender nonconformity was pretty shitty. But it's definitely true that like, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of dudes out here, they're not cooking. They're not helping. Like it is. No, we, st- we still like no matter what the politics we, is. They're did still we not? Obviously- did we not talk? We talked. We didn't. We talked exactly about this like two weeks ago. That of any political stripe. The fellas are not helping as much as they could be, for the most part. Making a generalization, obviously, but come on, folks. Well, and then there was, like, the response to it, like, from, uh, you know, like, lady defenders of this behavior that were like, actually, like, I'm so glad the men didn't go in the kitchen. I don't even want help. But it's like... I don't know, right? Like, I mean, the, whatever, this this girl seems like she sucks or whatever. She has in her profile that she, like, loved Amy McGrath or whatever. So it's like, she probably sucks. But it's like, it's definitely, definitely, definitely true in any, like, relationship I've ever been in or friendship, like, with a leftist man. It, it pretty much plays out, like, how it does with, like, gender shit, you know? Right. And there is... There is research to back this up <laughs> um, in heterosexual couples, again, of any political stripe. So, come on, fellas. Everyone that said, needs- yeah, no, I, I agree. Everyone needs to, to chip in. But that said, I would not go on Twitter and drag my own friends the day after no. Thanksgiving. No way. I believe that dragging is something that is reserved for romantic relationships. I know that it's old fashioned, but I think that. And group chats. Group chats, you know, it's like, um, 
I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't really, if it would be a rare instance that I would drag someone platonically, they'd have to do something pretty bad, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. I'm not I, in any more group chats. I left all the group chats I was in, or there are a few in, that I'm in, but like, I like never check them anymore. I just yeah. like, I retired from this behavior. I think that more than like three people in a group chat for for maximum i think it's like untenable after there are more than four people in a group chat yeah it's too chaotic i can't do it yeah but, i'm in some group chats with like 20 people or something no. it's too much oh yeah. no i went home to massachusetts uh with my boyfriend and he got to use the famous julia is a communist mug um my dad's favorite mug um he put it on his Instagram, did did great numbers. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was fun. We did, of course, we got into some political discussions with my dad. Um, and my boyfriend did this thing where I think he was, he's trying to get my dad to like him. So he was like, yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Like he was... And I was like, no, you don't, <laughs> you don't believe that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, man. You're like, you traitor. No, I'm just kidding. You fucking traitor. Um, um, but it it was great. I got to see a baby. What is joy? Um, like my cousin, Anne, her, her son, Colin, who is, oh, nice. okay. Um, this baby is so big <laughs> because... The baby's dad is six foot eight. And so this baby is two and it looks like he is like six. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's so funny because he doesn't know how big he is. And that's so funny. Well, at least he's not going to grow up to be a fascist short king. That's we don't right. have any problem with short kings unless they are fascists. But no, it does happen a lot of the time. Um, that's awesome. I wanted to. So I, I did want to talk about one thing that has been in the news a lot lately um and the implications of it so it's like obviously a lot of people are talking about the omicron variant i hope i'm pronouncing that correctly the way there is no there is no um one pronunciation one consistent pronunciation that's what i i think i read that in the new york times today so well the way that i chose omicron was the name of my sorority in college was alpha omicron pi so i just i'm going with that one um i got a wow you were in a sorority yes but i did get kicked out of living in the house for using the listserv to promote iraq war protests in fairness, it was like a listserv about like doing the dishes and stuff. Like it was a chores listserv and they were like, this is not appropriate. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, there's no neutral on a moving train, you know? Yes. <laughs> um, but so this, you know, we have the the Omicron variant and it's like, um, I, I think, you know, there's there's been a, a very stupid response to this, like banning travel from eight Southern African countries and you know, I mean, it's like nobody even knows if this variant actually emerged in South Africa or what, but planning travel isn't going to do anything just like it, it didn't last time. But the, the thing that I wanted to talk about specifically was like it, just all of the like just how expected this is with mm-hmm. um, the, the lack of vaccine equity, like less than 5 percent 
of people in low-income countries have been vaccinated. Less than 8% of people in Africa uh, have received a first dose. And, you know, obviously, like, the the virus is going to spread and, and mutate in countries where uh, people are overwhelmingly not vaccinated. This is completely to be expected. This is what scientists are saying. And the Biden administration, you know, is out here saying that they support uh, the TRIPS waiver, which is um, part of the, uh, it, it stands for trade related aspects of intellectual property rights. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, they determine the IP roles of this vaccine. So Biden is saying that he wants them to, to waive the patent rights for this vaccine so that, mm-hmm. you know, other countries would be able to, you know, produce their own vaccines potentially. Um, the European Union um, is, you know, very, very against this uh, because these drug companies really want to make money. Um, but, you know, while Biden is out here saying this publicly, um, this is from a, an article in, in these times, um, apparently at the last uh, WTO meeting, which was on November 29th, um, he did not uh, call for any action to pass a waiver. Um, he's not really pushing for it. Uh, whatsoever. So um, by pushing for it, I mean suspending the intellectual property patent rights. Um, you know, citations needed. It's done some really good episodes, like specifically on how like Bill Gates is involved in this and just like all of the connections between like these freaking, you know, tech overlords and uh, like why they're so invested in intellectual property, right? Because it's like, that's how they made all of their money. So they want to protect it the concept of intellectual property at all costs. But I mean, it's just completely nuts that there's this like life-saving vaccine and that, you know, it was funded, especially by public research. And um, these drug companies are, are allowed to patent it. And, and like, even even from a purely selfish perspective, it's just going to be like, you know, even for people in, in wealthy countries where anyone can get the vaccine, it's, it, there's going to be variants and variants and variants. Like, wow while this goes on until yeah there vaccinated. were reports there were reports that the omicron variant um origin first originated in europe before it made its way to south africa which it doesn't matter where it started honestly it's like definitely people use it as a kind of when it comes to african countries in particular um and i'm assuming south american countries as well or You know, we saw at the beginning of this pandemic, uh, you know, China, um, people use it as a way to kind of do bigotry. (laughs) Um, So that's bad. Um, Yeah, it makes them feel it it makes people feel like something is being done because we're like, yeah, I mean, it's not altogether dissimilar from, you know, what the Trump administration was doing with just like, you know, playing to people's uh, racist fears and you know i mean it 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 makes people feel like something is happening but nothing is happening right and and why i say it doesn't matter where you know it really doesn't matter where a particular variant originated because we live in a global society so it's like every with international travel like that's how this this whole pandemic and any pandemic now starts in the first place 
Um, so it's really neither here nor there. We just need to address uh, what's going on. I don't know. I also found out that like someone, I think the first person I actually like know who is within like my broader family circle, I found out is unvaccinated and it's really thrown me for a whole loop. Uh, It's definitely really weird. I mean, I hate, you know, I think being an anti-vaxxer is so stupid, but it's like, to me, the people who are like super, super, super upset about anti-vaxxers in the United States, I'm like, well, you know, you could like also add to your reasons to be upset the fact that like most of the world cannot get vaccinated. Like ultimately that has a way bigger impact. Oh, oh, certainly. And I, yeah, I mean, the patents should absolutely be waived. And this really shows the hollowness of someone like you know, Bill Gates and how he's touted for all of his philanthropy and he's going to end world hunger, which he, you know, obviously has not done. But, uh, you know, when it affects his bottom line, even though he has a bottomless pit of money, he still sides with corporate interests and he always will. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been thinking, you know, people are going into like, panic of like oh you know is there going to be another lockdown or something and you know i just for myself personally i i just kind of try to take it as it comes like i don't feel like it's super useful mentally to like speculate about the future like so much and freak out it's just like how i deal with it from my own mental health perspective but i do i have assured myself that no matter what happens i'm not adopting any other cats (laughs) I'm not. I, I'm just Albert and Pearl are like, they're too much. It's, it's too much. It's too. It's true. Two is too much. Um, no, they're perfect. We love them. My cat is asleep on my pillow over on my bed. <laughs> Aw. Well, we have a like good a, show. How, tell us about the interview. So today I interviewed Graham Kay, who's a very funny comedian you have seen on... Uh, Jimmy Fallon and Colbert, but I interviewed him about um, autism, actually. His brother is a person living with autism. He's an adult man, uh, and Graham has a great podcast called Autastic, um, A Comedian's Guide to Autism, that he co-hosts with Kirk Smith, who's another comedian, and both of them have close family members in their lives. Uh, Peter, uh, Peter, who is Graham's brother, and JJ, who is Kirk's son um, and have different severities, severity of autism. Um, But yeah, basically I just wanted to like Peter is not, he's not a high, he's not high functioning, but he is, he talks, he and Graham speak every day and it's, I really wanted to talk about the ways that the pandemic has affected someone who has a cognitive disability because we've talked a lo- we've talked about many different populations and uh, how the pandemic has affected them like sex workers and uh, native folks and uh, I, it's 12:39 a.m. I can't remember all the other things but we've talked about a lot of different people and how 
the pandemic has affected them, but we haven't really talked about um, mentally handicapped people. And so I wanted to talk to him about about that, what he's, and also what the Graham is Canadian, um, kind of the differences between the Canadian and American system, the support that Graham's brother has um, that he would not have in America. Um, and I think it was a really interesting conversation. He's very funny. Um, yeah, I, and also I really do recommend his podcast, Autastic. I, autism is not something I knew a lot about before I started listening and I've just found it to be a very, uh, funny and human resource. That's awesome. Well, I'm really excited to hear this interview. And uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. We will see you next week. Rate and subscribe. Rate rate us on iTunes. Please. (laughs) All All the stuff, please. All right. Bye. Hello and welcome back to Reply Guys. Uh, Very excited to have our uh, this week's guest on, he is a comedian who has been on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, uh, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, um, all over the place. And the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. Okay, well, no, but that's not real. <laughs> <laughs> it's our BBC. <laughs> and some shit in Canada. Graham K. Hi, thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad uh, we're not meeting in person because I'd be upset. Yep, mm. we would all be upset. Mm. Um, so the reason why I wanted to have Graham on the show today, uh, I've been wanting to talk to him for a while because Graham, uh, one of his two pa- podcasts, uh, he has two podcasts, so you know that he is very damaged. Uh, <laughs> And um, one of his two podcasts, uh, one of them is called The Edge Lords. Uh, it's very funny. It's a comedy podcast. And the other one is called Autastic, uh, which is a comedian's guide to autism that he co-hosts with another comedian, Kurt's, Kirk Smith. Uh, Graham's brother, Peter, has uh, autism. And Kirk's son, um, JJ, is, um, is a person with autism as well. And Ooh, well I, done. oh, is it? Is that, was that good? That was good. The order of words was right. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sick. Um, uh, yeah. So one of the things that we really haven't touched on, we've talked about a, a lot of different angles of this pandemic and the people yeah. who it has affected. Um, but we, haven't really explored how this pandemic has affected people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to talk a little bit about your experience with your brother and how he has been handling the pandemic. And also, you know, the differences you see in the Canadian system, as we said, Graham is uh, from Canada and, uh, and also, um, I, you know, I'm a longtime listener of Autastic. I really, I think it's pretty invaluable as a resource. It's something that I really didn't know that much about. Um, 
And you and Kirk bring so much like levity and humanity to this <sighs> condition that a lot of people think of as like a very scary thing. I love the pause to like make sure that you say the right thing. Yeah, it's it's it. It's definitely a disability. There's no question about it. Um, you know, a, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, he, he probably can, you know, uh, count cards and he's got special skills. <laughs> it's like, no. In fact, he can't count, period. <laughs> so He can't. He, he doesn't make his life less valuable than yours, but he has a disability. Yeah. Because people, people always want to, you know... Yeah, they want to immediately jump to the examples on the spectrum, and as we know, autism is a spectrum, and yeah. the people who are on the much more high functioning levels of the spectrum. Uh, but that just isn't the case for most people with autism. And in fact, your co-host Kirk, his son JJ, his severity of autism is even more so. Yes. Than your brothers, he uh, JJ is nonverbal. Um, I and both of them are adults. Both yes. JJ and Peter are adult men mm -hmm. living with different severities of autism. Yeah. The thing that really, and maybe this is jumping the gun a little bit, but the one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is so for the backstory of the podcast for those who um, are unfamiliar with it um, because of his, Graham's co-host's son's citizenship he has Swedish citizenship so he is mm, yes. at a full-time care facility in Sweden yes um, and Sweden as we know is a social democracy it's uh mm -hmm. very it has very um progressive tax structure and a really robust social safety net what are the differences that you see just as an observer of someone who knows Kirk and knows JJ's situation what are the differences between that and even the Canadian system, which we think of as pretty like pretty robust here in America? Well, I certainly don't know a lot about the Swedish system. I just know through this one, you know, sliver, this one instance that I hear a lot about. But it's just it is one instance. But what I can tell you is that Kirk's son, who is twenty one now, uh, who is a he can't speak. He, Kirk's major, like, number one hope in life is that one day his son will be able to say, I love you to his father, to him. And, and the first time, the first time you said this to me, I almost cried. It made me so, like, it made me yeah. so emotional. Yeah. Well, just, I'm not trying to sort of say that to pull on the ear, like, no, no, I know you, and stuff, no, you, you but, said it very matter of factly then, yeah. too. Yeah. And, uh, and, no, I'm not, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I'm just saying in case people could misinterpret what I was saying. But, he, but anyway, he he just to give you an example of the level he's at. He's someone who, um, you know, will take off his clothes and run through the streets and 
growing up in, maybe when he when they were living in Texas, people would call the cops and it was very dangerous. Um, mm. And uh, you know he will, you know like he he can't. He'll smear feces. You know, he's getting better with the feces, a lot better. He is actually growing and, and maturing. I think a lot of it is the sort of early male, like the, the adolescence, the, the teen testosterone hormone thing is wearing off, and he's becoming a little more um, slightly easier to to handle, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's, like, learning some stuff. Um and he's learning. Um, they call it. I think it's called. It's called PAX or PEX. And you you point. The, someone who's nonverbal can point at images, like mm-hmm. like a picture of Kirk, his father, and then picture of a plane, and a picture of like. So they know that if he points at Kirk, uh, they will they'll FaceTime Kirk, um, or if he wants something. So there's and that took that alone took like five years of therapy to get down, and. All of this is since he was put in a care facility in Sweden. And it's a facility with full-time nurses, um, full-time room and board. Mm -hmm. And uh, they have a special floor. So he won't, because he'll rip up the tiles or he'll rip up the linoleum. So they have concrete floor just for him. They have, you know, like just everything um, that he would ever need. And dedicated staff that are highly trained and well paid and know around the, the clock, round the clock, um, and that's all paid for by the by the state. So I, you know, I, so he's not homeless and dead. Uh, and the reason why, and Kirk could never afford a facility like that in America. So mm-hmm. Kirk is American. He does not have Swedish citizenship. His wife was Swedish, who is uh, who has passed. Um, so he has to leave his son in Sweden, and the son has basically no family in Sweden, mm-hmm. and so Kirk just has to, you know, Kirk's a Canadian. He he's he has all these like credit card point. Schemes and he flies, <laughs> and he flies to 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 Sweden all the time to see his son, and he FaceTimes him every day with the staff, and he just can't afford to have his son in America, which sucks. Um, I there are facilities like that in Canada as well. Um, I don't know if they're as good. I mm. I, I they might be as good. My guess would be they would be ten percent less well funded. Yeah, <laughs> our our tax system and um, our level of uh, social democracy is you know slightly less robust uh, as Sweden. Um, but I know that I know from my brother's experience. That's my first hand experience, and my brother is not as. Um, I don't want to say low, like the word use the word lower, but like lower on the spectrum than 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 Kirk's son. My brother is not on the opposite end either. My brother is not uh, like there people. There's you know uh, he's not a card of, counter. He is he's not a card counter. But he's but he's, not, but he's like, more he's more towards the yeah, end of the spectrum that is neurotypical than JJ is. 
he's more but able he to function. Not, he, yeah, he is more on a day to day basis. He has yeah. more independence yeah. and function. Yeah, he can say I love you, but he won't because he was raised by my parents. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a that um, it's just a function of my family uh being uh <laughs> not being not being not, <laughs> not growing up with the tools just being wasps um, that's right yeah so he he's he's doing pretty good he um you know he he, he is uh has a social life because of a government funded uh group that it's it's a private organization that receives government funding. It's you know it's been vetted by the government, so they're not pedophiles and all that and whatever. <laughs> take the kids, you know, money, um, and uh, which is good. And and they're, and it's they're, they're, my my parents found it when he was like the organization didn't f- uh, f- uh, create it. They f- they found it online, mm-hmm. and. Uh, when he was like 13 or 12 or something, it's called Live, Work, Play. And it's a bunch of people. Um, and they have different age groups. And, you know, on there are different uh, ends of the spectrum, but they're all generally in there. They don't all have autism. Um, they just have other, you know, developmental disabilities. Mm-hmm. And it's been his sort of crew in growing up. And it's, they, during, and, 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 um, it's been really, really, really wonderful. Really wonderful. He doesn't get along with everybody. We wish, <laughs> we, we, we're just, you know, it's great to, to have enemies. You know, it's, it keeps the mind busy. Absolutely. Um, he, uh, and and f- for, for context, how old is Peter? Peter is 36. No, okay. he's 37. We are getting old. Um, he's 37. But he, you know, he basically, I would say he has the mind of a six-year-old, five-year-old mm-hmm. or six-year-old. Um, but if he, he's very responsible and he has a very good work ethic mm-hmm. and he is very well organized. And if you give him tasks, he can, um, he can, he can live on his own if everyone pays for everything. And, <laughs> <laughs> Which you is, know. you know... What I keep trying yes. to tell people is that I can live on my own if everyone pays for everything. Right. Well, here, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah. nobody will do it. Nobody will no pay for things for me. Yeah, you're, you're, I, yeah, everyone keeps saying, um, I, we don't like when she says that. Um, your dad was like, I'm glad she's gone. Yeah, that's uh, right. Anyway, but she, <laughs> Yeah, so here's here's the thing. Peter could Peter doesn't have any he has a small amount of government funding. Mm-hmm. He gets a check um like once a month and what happens this is also a, I don't know what it would be like if we came from a a poor family. We come from like a middle class upper middle class family. And so they sort of like, you know, the government the Canadian government looks at what my parents do and they come in for a meeting and they decide that he only deserves this amount of money so whatever it is and um and that's his spider-man t-shirt money basically um it's means it, means tested yes yes and uh, but he, you know, he he uses it thank you uh, and and so i and i don't um i there is certainly a lot less support i know that through my podcast we talk to a lot of people 
Um, a lot of people, parents, most of the people who listen to our podcast are parents of children who have autism. And they message us telling us that there is, in America, that there is not the support that my brother has. And there is certainly not the support oh, yeah. that, that JJ has. Uh, JJ has. Um, yeah. So, I mean, he had a special, I mean, there, there are special schools here, but, you know, he had a, he had a, he went to a special high school, with special teachers and all sorts of stuff. And, you know, it was, it was, it was helpful. Um, and, and were those publicly and free. funded? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Free. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everything, everything is not free. It's, you pay in taxes, but it's. But that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's <laughs> good. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's it, and and I mean, it's um, like the taxes are a drop in the bucket compared to what you would be paying out of pocket for. Com- well, completely, and I, 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 again, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it just really seems that way. You know, it's it's the 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 middle class in Canada pays. This is this is a fact that a factoid that gets thrown around Canada a lot, and I don't know, yeah, if it's a hundred percent true, but they pay slightly less taxes than in America. Well, yeah, that's well, that's the whole scam of uh, of our freedom is that the uh, American middle class pays the like pays the brunt of they pay proportionally more in taxes than way more than than the rich, yeah, the rich, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's just freedom. And that's um, freedom. And you know what? I feel so free. And mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. I'm drowning in liberty over here. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to become like, I, I, I am, I will say this, uh, to be to be a killjoy. Uh, I am a green card holder. I did come here. And, you know, there's a lot of things that need to be fixed. But it's still it's still good there's 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 a lot there's a social safety network here that doesn't get talked about a lot that needs to grow but does exist i'll say that barely Um, exists it's a husk of a social safety net mm -hmm. it really is it's you know yeah we no i know it's yeah i mean the healthcare system is is perfect here i will say that (laughs) i think we can both agree yeah no no. They figured it out. No no. They they really did yeah. it. They said, yeah. you know what? We got it. We don't no yeah. improvements needed. Uh, <laughs> You'll help, your your healthcare is going to your weekly your 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 monthly cost is going to go up and also your copays are going to go up. <laughs> and also you have to learn what a copay is. Well that was fun. That was a fun day. <laughs> copay. I was like, "Copay? You pay. I have no. I was like, "No no no. But I have insurance." <laughs> oh like, yeah yeah copays yeah. are so yeah <sighs> like why do i have the insurance yeah why do i need to give you 10 to 50 dollars <laughs> i kept, per I kept visit? saying i kept saying uh no but i have insurance <laughs> <laughs> and i have like an american accent so that, i mean it, they were just thought yeah. i was crazy like like if i was like but they have insurance they'd be like oh you mean to tell him what it is but they were like what's what's going on with this guy i guess yeah i'm gonna guess that that accent was uh was like romanian it was slovakian my mother's from slovakia so i can do it it's okay it's our, it's our accent brag yeah 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 but 
a very sturdy people. They were yes, that woman is very very tough. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't throw um, around the I love yous, but uh, very very <laughs> tough. Uh, she's she's awesome. Um, yeah, well, so the thing that I I wanted to talk about more specifically is um, from what I know you and your brother talk almost every day, if not every yeah. day. Yeah. And how have you seen, like, what challenges have you seen him experience since this pandemic started? Uh, mental health is way down across the board i think um it's a segment of society i mean we're all struggling Mm -hmm. you know we're all we're all a little less and it's been way way harder for him um than me that's for sure you know he really depended on live work play that's that special group he doesn't get to see them anymore Mm -hmm. um he basically was just in his apartment by himself i mean I was too, but I could go out and see friends in parks and stuff and organize stuff myself. And if there's no one there to organize stuff, it's really tough. And my parents, like, it's, you know, it's, um, you can, my parents can ask other parents if they want to meet up with their kid, but everyone's getting their, my parents are 72. The these, some of these parents are 80, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it, and people are scared. People have low, uh, I mean, they, they live they live with their parents, and so their their parents are low immunity. And then you're going to meet in a park. And we don't know everything, so it's just you know he lost his job. My brother was a part time janitor. That job was at a uh, uh, like a convention hall. You know, mm-hmm. not too many conventions happening. <laughs> um, but so, also, it's like you know we. I know the. It, I don't dream of labor uh, meme goes around there, but it does give, I mean, certainly for someone who already. Peter dreams, Peter dreams, Peter dreams of labor. Yeah. He dreams dreams of purpose. Yeah. No, that's that's what I was going to say is that it gives people, it gives people purpose and, and pride. Absolutely. And especially for someone who, you know, who has a cognitive disability, who is already struggling with his mental health, who is, from what you've told me, very prone to kind of um, circular thought patterns, just kind of spinning out and by himself and stewing. You know, it can be like something like that is such a, I I would imagine is such a necessary welcome respite for him. He, it's, that's a respite is exactly what it is. It is, it is a, you know, he only worked like two hours a day, but then there was also a bus right there, a bus right back. It was social interaction with the people that work there. They were nice yeah. to him. Um, and that's for like four hours a day where he's not thinking about people who bullied him in high school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or thinking, or just you know, or thinking about like some small infraction. Someone remember, remember what, when when he was like, "What did what, what did that guy said?" Remember he was like, "That guy called me a jerkhead or what, what was a it?" Blockhead. A blockhead. <laughs> he called me up. It's like and we're like. He called me like, a blockhead and said hiya. And said hiya. <laughs> like, it's like something that happened in like literally 1996, yeah. and you're just like, okay. <laughs> Okay, man. Um, 
Well, you you've told me this before that when you know that he's he's lonely and he's not doing well when he's calling you a lot. Yeah, yeah, he'll I mean, he'll call me twice a day. One thing that we did about a year ago, I would say yeah, like April or May of 2020 is I taught him how to do um, he's got my parents bought him an Android, so I had to we had to figure out WhatsApp so we could do video calling. Yeah, but that was pretty big. Um, he loves it. He does it now every day. That's how I wake up. He wakes me up at he wakes me up at ten. He used to wake <laughs> me, uh, and if I'm traveling, I <laughs> the time zones changes. It's a real nightmare. Um, but he used to he's you know he wakes up at six. And he used to call me at six. I'm like, you can't. God, I went to bed like ten minutes ago. <laughs> um, no, I'm not that bad. But uh, but yeah, but like so, it it's it's uh, every morning I wake up. I have a and I have a bit about this, but I'm writing. But he, we, it is true. Every morning he wakes me up. He facetimes me and pretend that we we pretend that we are Bert and Ernie from Sesame Street. Um, so cute. It's very cute. It, it's uh it is tough when you're hungover but you gotta, <laughs> you gotta do it um he's he's also you know he's 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 um emailing the family a lot and friends and stuff he gets through he, you know that's definitely you receive a lot of emails from him and that is directly related to him being lonely in the pandemic mm-hmm. um you know he's yes and uh, yeah i off am- emails I'm on Peter's email list. I, yes. boy, do I sometimes I get ones that are just for me. Um, that's yep. a huge day, but usually yes. it's uh, <laughs> it's a mass email. Yep. And he num- he notes how many people are on the email in his greeting. Yes. It's hello to all thirty eight of yourselves. Yes. Um, but yeah, yeah, sometimes really it's it's funny because when Graham gave him my email he said okay i'm gonna give you julia's email address only email her once a month remember that once a month yeah <laughs> immediately i got four emails <laughs> yeah yeah same day four emails yeah he he is um as a prolific I, as, emailer a prolific as um the you know the vaccines in canada started rolling out you know, everyone started getting double vaxxed like six months ago. Uh, we were a little behind up there. Um, there, There is like a government, um, a, someone paid by the government um, comes by. There's also another guy who's a volunteer. Uh, so there's two people that come by and visit him once a week each. So like a social worker and... A volunteer, a volunteer, and then someone who works for the live work play. So the live work play is government funded, um, and they and and they survive off some donations. Um, but so someone works for live work play will come by and take them grocery shopping, and then someone else will come by and just hang out with them or go for a walk or something, and that person's a volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um. And then on Sundays he hangs out with my parents. They go for dinner. So that's like 
three days a week, he is hanging out with people. And now Liverpool Play has started doing like group walks. They got hot chocolate the other day and walked Very around. Very nice. And I think they actually went to dinner for the first time recently, Ooh-y. which was... Things are heating up. <laughs> um, and he rides the bus now uh, again. Um, so now that my parents are vaccinated and he's vaccinated. So that's all coming, but which is good. So his mental health is improving and the, the volunteers are helping. Um, again, there is no volunteers go, um, that I know of. And I could be wrong, but I have a lot of people DMing me from my podcast who are American parents, and they do not have uh, government-paid employees taking them grocery shopping and hanging out with them. No, no, no. Um. So, yeah. I so mean, and a lot of a lot of the schools, the ones you know, the the public ones, publicly funded ones that you mentioned, um that Peter attended, you know, a lot of the those equivalent schools in the US are private. Um Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean we have we have private ones like that in Canada as well. Um for the people that pull up their bootstraps. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> for the people who worked extra hard. Worked and, extra hard. Um yeah. my parents really, were a little a little lazier, you see. Yeah. Uh-huh. For the but for the people who really you know, who just had the grit and determination to rise up through the ranks of our mm-hmm. capitalist hellscape. Of, yeah. So anyway, but they... they <laughs> it is weird for me uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> what? Has a, yeah, I did. there is a weird thing when you immigrate to a place. You're like, I didn't make the wrong decision. It's not a hellscape. But, you know, you know it is a weird thing. But I know it's, that I know I know the system is broken. I know. I know. Yeah. I know it needs to, I'm, I I know it needs to be fixed. I know. I know. Well, you know, I know that you're you're doing everything you personally can to keep the system the way it is because avoid taxes. Yes. That's yes. right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have you hide all your money in an offshore account. Yeah. Yeah. In Barbados. That's right. Uh, they, they, Barbados doesn't really have any tax shelter laws. No, uh, he, you just so you I'm thought in, you thought they did. You were wrong, yeah, though. Yeah, I picked the wrong island. I'm in huge trouble. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. They were like, "No, it's supposed to be the Cayman Islands," and you said, "I'm uh, in too deep." I just like they, 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 the accent sounded the same. <laughs> I'm very they're racist. Not the, they're not all the same. <laughs> Please Who help me. I'm all, I'm very racist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was told my racism would help me in this system. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. Try again well, later. Try snake eyes again. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, mental health is, uh, you know, I'll tell you what. He hasn't called me in like four days, so that's always a good sign. Huge. Usually we usually we talk at least six times a week, usually yeah. more. So six to eight times a week. So yeah, I don't so know. So maybe That's maybe there are more live work play events going on. I think there's more events going on. I mean, he, there is ru- there is a rumor that um, so he has a job coach, like a guy who's trying to help him oh, who, yeah. at, at live work play, 
mm-hmm. who is trying to um, uh, um, find him a job. He helps mm-hmm. the the members find jobs. Mm-hmm. And um, there's talk of a of a Walmart position, um, an interview at Walmart coming up. Ooh. So that'd be pretty sweet. That'd be good for mm-hmm. him. And I think he could walk to Walmart from his from his uh, place. So that'd be pretty sick. That would be pretty nice. Yeah, all sorts of people to chit chat with. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, the possibilities are endless. And, endless. And they've never heard his story. He could tell. Imagine how many people he could talk introduce about his to arch, his arch, his battery of stories. He's introduced to his arch nemesis Brian Moore <laughs> from high school, <laughs> who, as I understand it, smoked cigarettes. He smoked cigarettes, and he kept a dirty room. <laughs> he kept a dirty room, uh-uh. which was when I heard it the most devastating burn i've ever heard in my life he kept a very messy room absolutely if somebody ever said that to me i would fall to pieces you keep a messy room <laughs> yep yep yeah so i mean i in, in terms of like like analytics uh specific things i can't say what the difference is between america and no i i didn't i didn't expect that when i invited you on here you're uh you know you're not a numbers guy i certainly thank you (laughs) (laughs) that's a bit of a burn i felt but you're right you're right no it's more like i don't know i think that interpersonal anecdotal evidence can sometimes be with, with something like this especially can be as valuable um i think especially in comparison to your co-host kirk's son jj in sweden i think it's a the contrast between the level of support that sweden gives people with disabilities and the united states is so stark um the contrast is really depressing (laughs) i i think about I think about if my brother was born in America and out of a poor family with, let's say, like a mentally ill parent or something like that or whatever, he'd be on the street. Mm -hmm. He would be on the street. And there are people like Peter on the streets right now and it friggin' kills me. Mm -hmm. And every time I see like like a... someone who on the street who's homeless um like acting like like it could be my brother it's like i can't i mean i i just I, you know i give them money i can't help it like i mean I, I try to help it because i want them to pull up their bootstraps right um and giving them money uh, you want them to do freedom enables them and yeah that's right, right. thank you thank you yes <laughs> you want them to do freedom and liberty yeah but it's it's you're just shouting at a and an autistic man, pull up your bootstraps. Pull up, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes. Work harder. <laughs> um, and then they do, right? And everything it, is fixed. But it's a fa- it's a fail safe plan. It yes. works every time. I always say schizophrenia is laziness. <laughs> is, is a symptom of laziness. 
That's that's been my motto for quite some time now. Well, yeah. That's, um, well, that's why you're so edgy. That's why you have mm-hmm. another podcast called The Edge Lords, where yes. those kinds of uh, yes takes really bloom. It should be noted for your audience that my podcast, which is legitimately called The Edge Lords, is like a Colbert Report. It's like, yeah, it's fake, it's fake satirical. edgy podcast. Yes, it's satirical. It is, it's a fake Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, um, which we're learning uh, is a, a very niche subject. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, um, but anyway, yeah, it's pretty I, fun. I, I had a I had a great time. There's a lot of were, great episodes. You were great on it. You were great Thank on you. it. My co-host Robbie Slowick writes for the Problem with John Stewart on Apple Plus. Robbie is very, very funny too. Yes, he is. Um, Bright he young Graham, man. He makes Graham look like shit. Oh, <laughs> oh, that hurts. If there wasn't video evidence, I, I I'd argue with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think that it is my hope that the u.s gets gets to a place someday where we do have a government that protects the most vulnerable among us um because i think that is the explicit purpose of government um yeah but i don't i don't know i feel more discouraged by that prospect every year well one thing I know is things can change very quickly in this country, quicker than most. Um, the, the This is a very volatile place and not always for the worst. I don't, I, I, I don't think that, I mean, George W. Bush was, you know, although he was my favorite president, a lot of people <laughs> say... That he was bad for all the horrible, all and, the horrible things. And I don't agree. But and I, and I don't agree. Uh, I think he was good, and yeah. I love the little pictures he paints now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and, and he offered the Obamas gum, so it's fine now. Um, so it's fine. Please stop asking questions about yes. Iraq. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't know. He doesn't yeah, know the well, answers. One million is just a number. That's <laughs> the um, amount, amount of uh, Iraqi people died uh, for oil money. But anyway, the the thing is, is you got it's. Uh, I know Obama wasn't the the greatest, but to pivot from George W. Bush to Obama is, I don't know a lot of other countries that could do that. Well, and, then to then Donald Trump. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. I don't know. I know. It's there's it's. There's, but it does seem to be leveling off hope. a little. I don't know. Yes. You just seem to be leveling off a little bit, uh, because like, well, I guess I don't know because I guess that because I guess Obama Obama wasn't so far left, so like he ran on a pretty yeah. He did, he, but he he ran platform. on a left thing, which is you know he he got elected for it, which is the point. <laughs> yes, and and he, he didn't yeah. do any of the stuff, but he said he was gonna, and mm-hmm. no. So I guess it's like 
we keep vacillating between like far right and center, center left, uh, which is frustrating. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think anyone who lives... I think there's so many homeless people right now. Finish your thought. I'm sorry to cut you off. (laughs) Oh my God. I don't think I've ever had a guest just fully steamroll me on my own podcast i i pulled back the steamroll i put in reverse <laughs> wow well graham you're a toxic enemy of the podcast congratulations you're... and women <laughs> and all women <laughs> and all women and all what women say, though? Honestly, oh i was actually i was also going to make a point about um, the homelessness crisis is that you can't live in a major city or any yes. place where there are many people experiencing homelessness and think everything's fine. <laughs> like think yeah. that um, the system is in any way serving these people because it's not. Um, and it's, and, and as we've alluded to, a lot of the people who are experiencing homeless homelessness do have um, cognitive and psychological disabilities, mm-hmm. and a lot of that, a, a lot of th- times, that precludes you from working. And uh, disability. I, I, I was just going to add is a lot of these people that. Um, uh, didn't receive any sort of therapy and mm-hmm. the, the the proper uh, you know tuition growing up, uh, that they they don't have the skills that they would have had had they grown up in a different country, and now they're not taxpayers. So not only are you spending money on these people, whether even if you think you're saving money by not, by, by not institutionalizing them or giving them affordable housing or free housing, maybe you're spending a lot of money on policing them, um, right. on remo- removing their tents or whatever. That costs money to do that, and or fighting crime or whatever they're doing to survive. Um, so where if you had given them the proper tools growing up, um, they would not be they would be a taxpayer. They'd be paying into the right. system with a job. And people are only valuable if they are taxpayers is what we I know. don't think. Well, I honestly don't think <laughs> I think it's good to contribute to society. And have, it is. Have, like, oh, yeah. No, it. of course yeah. it is. Yeah. I'm just I'm just. I'm just uh, arguing for the the average listener of our podcast. Um, obviously, I mean, some people clearly should not like s- someone like your brother. It he gets so much value out of work. Um, yeah. But as you said, he only works two hours a day. Um, yeah. On you know during during the week, and that yeah. does not make a typical uh, no taxpayer salary. So it's like no. And but we're trying. Like my dad's goal, like my dad always said, his goal was to like make Peter a taxpayer. Contribute, <laughs> that's so dark. Is, yeah, I know. But I, I, it is dark. Wow, but I think that it's kind of awesome. So much about to contribute to society and not and like you who's know, he, to say that Peter isn't contributing to society? He is contributing to society in in a different way for sure and my dad certainly sees that my dad's not 
but he definitely <laughs> he definitely has a very pragmatic thing. Is I, your dad I, George W. Bush? <laughs> no, my dad is red from that '70s show. My dad is the okay. dad from that '70s show. Oh, perfect. Yeah, but anyway, it's it sounds it sounds crazy, but it, it's I get what my dad means. It's I understand. Yeah. I don't agree, but I understand, especially like I'm not the parent of a child with severe autism. So I also can't really say anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I will say is you brought up a good point, which is that so much of our spending goes to um, addressing the symptoms of this systemic problem and not the cause. Um, and if, you know, you talked about how much your co-host Kirk, uh, his son JJ, how much progress he's made in the last five years of being in his facility yeah. um, with full-time care. I mean, if you add that up over a lifetime, that is night and day, that yeah. kind of growth. Um, and that, again, that is something that I, we have just, our, America has so divested from pouring into the most vulnerable populations. It's just, it's, we're so divested from the social na- safety net entirely, you know, when the, uh, we can get into a whole thing about this, but in the 70s and 80s there was there were all of these reports and uh, exposés about treatment that um cognitively disabled mentally handicapped people mm-hmm. were receiving in the large state facilities and the state facilities the state mental hospitals as they're called yeah. so those all those state facilities were shut down and the people the residents were supposed to be transitioned into local community groups. And that largely didn't happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not, there was no system ever put in place to replace and, it. And this was like in the early nineties or something. This is like, it was in the seventies and eighties. It was in, okay. it was really in the eighties um, that they shut the facilities down. There was one, I mean, the, in the town where I grew up, there was a state That's right. facility. Right. Um, and they filmed Shutter Island there. Mm. Martin Scorsese, check it out. He's a friend of the show. <laughs> friend of the show, Martin Scorsese. <laughs> Marty, I call him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my good friend Marty. He's so small. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, he's all eyebrows and shoulders. <laughs> um, and he makes me laugh. But, yeah, I... You know, it feels really redundant and purposeless to say, but it just is inexcusable that, like, the richest country in the history of the world cannot provide and refuses to provide adequate support for the most vulnerable people in this country. Yeah. And that's that on that. 
Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It is interesting. Um, Graham, would you like to say anything in defense of uh, free market freedom? capitalism? Well, I, th- I think that the the <laughs> invisible hand always <laughs> finds its way. Uh, uh, finds its way into the old trousers. Draw the old trousers of, uh, of the rich and then uh, puts... <laughs> Puts its thumb in the weak and the lazy, uh, and, the, uh, and that's that's good. And that's good, and that's how we like it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think this uh, kind of seeing up close how your brother's life unfolds and the programs that support him the institutions that support him um i feel like i've gotten a lot out of it and it's made me think a lot more about people with autism um and people with it's growing by the way day by day week by week there's more and more every year there's more people with autism coming what do you think that is do you think it's because it's of the vaccines that make us gay Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I was wondering why I was so gay. <laughs> Good point. That's right. Um, yeah, you heard yeah. it here first, folks. Vaccines yeah. make you gay. It cause yeah, autism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, Thank you. Finally, somebody said it. Um, I, it's, there's a host of theories, but it, this, the, what's scary is nobody knows. But it's definitely not the vaccines. We do know that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure of my theory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's um, a lot of it is to do with uh, diagnosis is a lot better. Yeah, um, that's what I was going to ask. Is do you think that that's a function of the fact that there yeah, is more awareness of, people, about diagnostic? Yeah, yeah. it's definitely a large. Um, a large chunk of it, but it's not all of it. Another lar- another chunk is that I guess that falls under falls under the the easier to diagnose. But a lot it was harder to diagnose um, females, girls. Hmm. Um, if you don't know what a female is, girl. Uh, now we're really on the Joe Rogan experience yeah. <laughs> where he's calling <laughs> girls and women females. Is that what he, yeah, he does do that, doesn't he? That's, and uh, also in, incels do that. Females, oh, fem cells, <laughs> femoids. Bizarre. No, oh, sorry. I can't. Um, I, I'm mixing up my terminology. A fem cell is actually a female incel. Um, All right, but that makes sense. Incels call women femoids. Femoids? Femoids because they're evil. They're evil? They're only having sex with chads. Oh, Sounds like you need to do some kettlebelling. That's what I do. Yeah, that's right. You got to you got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, as we've been saying this whole time. Yeah, God. God, why won't you just trust? Why don't you just trust the free market? The free market. (laughs) Yeah, I think yeah we've 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 figured out a lot in this podcast. Um, I think it was yeah, but it's harder. Yeah. So anyway, they've started to diagnose women. Um, 
because uh, they're 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 good liars. It turns out. <laughs> um, Mm-hmm. But uh, Ooh. and now we're gonna get into brain shape and head shape, skull shape, yeah. phrenology, phrenology. <laughs> the skull of the femoid is yeah. just small and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, Graham, we are. Closing in on almost an hour. Really? Um, but I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us about Peter. Um, and yeah, no problem. We, uh, we here at the podcast wish Peter all the best and for a Brian Moore free existence. <laughs> and... Um, where can our listeners find you? Um, you can find me, uh, on, on, uh, on Instagram. Um, I'm at Instagram K Instagram. Get it? Um, it's spelled Got it. Graham. It's spelled Graham like the cracker and then K A Y Instagram K. Ah, it's the worst handle in the world, isn't it? Anyway, That's right. um, Mr. Graham K on Twitter. I'm not very good on there, but I, I give it a shot and you can watch me fail. Um, <laughs> and isn't and, that fun? Yes. And uh, uh, the Autastic Podcast uh, is everywhere and the Edgelords Podcast is everywhere. And um, I have a comedy special on YouTube called Graham K Stupid Jokes. Um, if you'd like to check that out. And I guess that's enough. Oh, I'm also, if you're in Detroit, I'm going to be at the um royal oak uh, or the comedy castle in royal oak michigan which is right outside detroit december 16th 17th and 18th is that's a lot i know i just said a lot of stuff this um, is maybe the most plugs anyone has ever given at the end it, of the show is it rude <laughs> is it is it tacky is it tacky it's like gauche it's is it gauche I feel it's incredibly it's gauche, gauche. Oh, you'll just find me. I'm out there. That's what I should say. You um, find peasants. me or don't. I don't care. I don't I'm doing care. Fine. I don't need any help. I don't give help. a care. Yeah. I'm doing exceptionally well. So rich. <laughs> so very rich. <laughs> Feels nice. Mm-hmm. Well, Graham, thank you uh, very much. I'm sure that our listeners will find you in any one of the 4,000 places that you just mentioned. Ugh. <laughs> I know, I hate saying it. Trust me, nope. trust me, folks, I hate doing it, but I have to. No, it's okay. I just, I wanted to, I wanted to give you one last zing on your way out the door. I deserve it. Um, but thanks very much. This was a great conversation. Follow Graham everywhere there is to follow him. Um, also your special was, it's not just a random special on YouTube. It was filmed as part of like a network, right? Yes. Uh, it was filmed at the just for laughs festival. It was produced by just for laughs. Um, and it was, uh, it's, uh, that's it's very the- important to mention. Yeah. I think just because you, you know, you hear, I have a special on YouTube. It's maybe it's just a guy. Uh, yeah stewing with well, his thoughts 
Well, I saved up and I bought uh, <laughs> I bought three iPhone six S's and, and a GoPro. Uh, and a GoPro. All different resolutions uh, and frame rates. And guess what? You'll never know what's coming. Uh, You'll never know what's coming. <laughs> All right. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks very much. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to the show. We love you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Reply Guys. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash reply guys, where we have a catalog of over 25 bonus interviews with renowned writers, journalists, and comedians with an additional episode uploaded each week. The show is hosted by Kate Willett and me, Julia Clare. Our producer is Genevieve Garrity. Our theme song was performed by Emily Fremgen, who wrote the song with Kate Willett. Our artwork is by Adrian Lobel. If you want to find us on Twitter, we're at Kate Willett with two L's and two T's. And I'm at O Julia Tweets, O-H Julia Tweets. And Twitter is where you can, of course, also find our reply guys. They're always with us. Bernie, take us out. Walking that ribbon of highway, I saw above me that endless skyway. I saw below me that golden valley. This land was made for you and me. This land is your land. This land is my land.